0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have Danielle Robay here. Danielle is a TV host, a podcaster, and a journalist. And I was actually just on her podcast, Pretty Smart. And I cannot wait to dive in with you because, Danielle, you are an incredible interviewer. And we were just talking off air about how obsessed you are with going deep and with questions. And I guess I just wanted to have you on to talk about your life story, your success, and What's brought you to where you are today, and, and we can dive
1: into to all of these things. Amazing! I'm so excited uh, to be on your podcast because I'm a listener, so this is awesome. You're a listener. I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. I also oh. um, I'm big in writing reviews on other people's podcasts because I know how much they mean to me. So I definitely have written a review. I don't know where it is in your thing.
0: Oh my gosh! Thank yeah. you.
1: Yeah, oh, my, I'm course. so happy.
0: Well, that's that's amazing news. I'm. I'm honored to have been a or the person you have reviewed. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I I can't wait to dive in. Um, Before we we talk about everything, I want to just get a bit of a background for everyone listening. You know, you live in LA right now. You are a successful host and and podcaster and journalist. And I'd love to know how you got to where you are today because you're very successful in this industry. You know, your face is very recognizable. You've interviewed and and spoken to a lot of of incredibly famous people and and you've really built your way up in in this industry. And I'd love to know how
1: you got there. And and was this always a dream of yours? First of all, thank you. That's so kind. Um, I don't feel that way. I'm like always uh, striving for more. So it's so nice. That's so sweet of you. Um, For context, I think just um, for anybody who doesn't know, which is probably everyone listening. Uh, But I have a show on E! that I do once a week called While You Were Streaming. Um, And then I have a podcast called Pretty Smart um, and uh, a card deck called Every, which uh, we'll talk about later. But uh, I grew up in Chicago. So uh, I was born and raised there. I think I'm very much a Midwest girl through and through. And went to school in Wisconsin and then uh, moved to LA when I graduated because I was doing local news at Wisconsin. I was a political science major and um, I was like, I I feel like the internet is gonna be a thing. And my parents were like, give it a year, you know, like give it a year. So I moved to LA. I lived in a garage. I had no money, uh, no friends, I didn't know anybody. And uh, I was like, I'm going to give it a go. I was so happy to be there. Was, I would wake up every day and go for walks uh, around the block, like towards the ocean, even though I was living in a garage, like I was like 15 blocks from the beach, you know? So how how upset could you be? So... Um, then I started doing red carpets and I would do them for free and no one would reply to me. So, um, I started putting a reel together and I would send people like cookies or bamboo plants. I always like bamboo cause I think it's like lucky. And, uh, I would be like, you know, nice to meet you. My name's Danielle. If anything comes up last minute, I'm really eager. Here's my information. And then they would email me and be like, we don't have anything, <laughs> Danielle, but thanks for emailing. And then a few months later, one day I got a call from a random number and one of those people I had emailed said, our host is sick and uh, we don't have anybody to go to this red carpet. Can you be, I think it was like in Studio City, which is in Los Angeles in two hours. And I said, yeah, sure. So I got up, I, w- I was like at my friend's couch. We were editing my reel. I got up, I showered, I got myself there and I went to this red carpet And it was for X Factor. So um, Simon Cowell was there and he gave me an exclusive and they hired me. So uh, I got my first job and I ended up working for um, this place called Clever TV. It was like a YouTube conglomerate kind of. uh, And we did... Shows and like we did original programming and interviews and I would write and produce and do everything and we were working like crazy hours, but it was so fun because the offices were wild. It was like things that you see in movies like with those Silicon Valley tech startups like people were riding around on hoverboards like it was such a wild environment. And really inspiring because everybody worked together. Like, if I had a red carpet, I would go to my friend Aaron and Jocelyn's office and I'd be like, guys, okay, I'm interviewing Selma Hayek. What game should we play? And we would like, it was all collaborative. And then um, I ended up working at Entertainment Tonight Online because um, my dream was always to be the millennial Barbara Walters. Like, I wanted to be on View and Good Morning America. Um, produce shows. She started The View. And so um, I felt like I needed to do something more serious, which was, I think, a failing because you don't actually ever have to do anything more serious. But I thought I did because I so badly wanted to be seriously. And so I did that a little bit. And then I quit my job um, because I thought that It was going to be the dream. And it actually um, wasn't for me because it was like writing about people's lives. And um, I just was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. So I quit and I was living off my credit cards and really anxious uh, because like, each month I would be like, how am I going to pay my rent? That's just the worst feeling. Anytime anybody tells me their story about that, I'm like, I know. like, I know that feeling so well. And I started putting a list together of questions, questions. Cause I always wanted, to, I was always prepared. I always like wanted to be like, well, if I ever run into Michael Jordan, I want to know exactly what I'm going to ask running Oprah. I want to know exactly what I'm going to ask. So I had a list of like 800 questions I put together. And one, uh, I met Larry King in Beverly Hills. He would go for breakfast every morning with his friends from growing up. Um, so they were like all, like 70 to 80 year old men. <laughs> they would have breakfast six days a week in Beverly Hills. And when I met Larry, he was the most insatiably, innately curious person I'd ever met. And I saw for the first time that someone could make a life out of being curious. And I really was inspired by him. He ended up becoming a mentor. And um, I took that list of questions and uh, I kind of saved it, but I knew I would do something with it. So fast forward, I moved to Chicago. I do a morning show there. And then I moved back to LA because I was dating somebody. And I always looked at the women above me and like the ones that created a full life. I really admired. I didn't want to like ever say no to my life and yes to work. So I moved back like for this guy. And we ended up breaking up four months later. And again, I had no money. So like, I was like, how am I going to pay for a new apartment? (laughs) And um, this is the first time I ever kind of believed in manifestation because I started sending cold emails and LinkedIn messages uh, for to brands that I really used and loved during uh, this time. And so one of them was this company and um, I, I used them all the time and they ended up giving me a contract and it was my first annual contract or some show gave me enough money to move out of that apartment within a month, moved into my own place, started working for NBC and IMDb. And then the pandemic hit and I launched my podcast, Pretty Smart, and put the questions, I whittled them down to my 52 favorites and put them into a card deck called Question Everything. And it's done really well online. So that this has been kind of Pretty Smart and Question Everything have been my babies. Um, But that's sort of the story.
0: What a a great evolution. Everything that you've created. It just seems so on brand, you know, like it seems so aligned. (laughs) Thank you. Seriously. That's so cool. And and for everyone listening, I was just on Daniela's podcast um an hour ago (laughs) and she asked me a few questions from the deck. And every time, like when you would say say the questions, I would be like, Oh my God, what a good question. They're so well done. And um I actually think it would be quite a cool. Podcast game, if we could take out the deck and and I could, I, I would don't know, I it. wish I could pick one for you, but if you could pick a random one, we could read it to the audience and then we can get you to answer it from for, for your sure. From I the never founder. answer
1: them myself, so I would love to do it. Oh That's my gosh! So yay! Okay, Um, yeah, I, I they're called fifty two cards for deeper conversation because. I always feel like people are curious. They want to have great conversation. And sometimes it's like awkward. You don't know what to ask or how to ask. Or like, if you've had an exhausting day, you Mm -hmm. know, it's very easy to be like, how are you? Or what'd you learn today? Instead of like, taking it one step further. And so I think gamifying, it makes it so easy. You know? You're
0: know, you making me think I'm going to buy one of these decks and use these questions in my podcast interviews. <laughs> You're so sweet. You should, although I sent you one. <laughs> you sent me one. Okay. I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, thank you. Where can everyone buy
1: it by the way, before you start? Uh, oh, thank you. It's on my Instagram. If you just click like the link tree, uh, okay. it's on Shopify. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. Let's hear it. Let, pick a
0: random one, pick a random one, and we're going to get you to answer it. Okay. This is actually
1: a hard one. Okay. What's one thing you're trying to or need to let go of? What
0: is one thing you're trying to or need to let go of? Okay. Real honesty. Let's get
1: into it. I think self-doubt. Um, I have spurts of... I'm a, I am think I'm a, um, a confident person. I always have been. I have other things that plague me for sure. Um, but with my career, sometimes... And, like, what if I don't get to where I want to go? What if this doesn't happen? What if I can't make more money? What if all, all the what ifs um, get me down? And sometimes I can almost like spiral. And so I have to really, like, we were talking about on my podcast with the superhuman app, like, that really helps me because I have to change my state.
0: Wow. Yeah, it does. And And, and reminders, you know, like reminding yourself of how you want to feel and how you want to think. And I, listen, we all struggle with it. So that's that's a really good one. And, and I think a lot of the audience yeah. can resonate with that. Let's dive into it. You know, the anxiety for the future and the self-doubt that what you want is actually going to happen. For a moment, I actually want to do this little exercise with you. Please, How would it feel in your body if you knew that everything was going to work out better than you even expect? And you, you just had this peace inside of you that everything was just going to happen exactly as it should. And everything is going to unfold exactly as it's meant to, to bring you to where you need to be. How would that feel physically? I like don't, don't think about the thoughts, the physical sensation in your body. How does that feel?
1: I feel floaty. Like, like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Is your yeah. heart expanding a little bit? Like your heart kind of like feeling like it's swelling
1: and just like, mm. it It is swelling. Um, I feel lifted. Actually, my, my fingers, my hands unclenched. Um, and I felt like I could breathe a little easier.
0: So what if we all, cause I experienced it too. What if we all reminded ourselves when we started feeling self-doubt to just simply, all we need to do is instruct our body, our physical sensation in our body to feel like everything is happening exactly as it should. That's one of my favorite affirmations. You're exactly where you need to be. Everything is happening exactly as it should. You are a lucky person, you know? I love that. You are a lucky person. And um, oh, I like that. I've never heard that. Really? Oh, it's one of my favorites. It's like a self image thing. My future self, she's a lucky person.
1: Mm, I really like that a lot.
0: Okay, let's do another one. I like these questions.
1: (laughs) I wish I had them here. (laughs) (laughs) What parts of yourself do you feel most proud of? Okay. Um, I think I'm kind, even when it's inconvenient. Especially when it's inconvenient. Um, I give people grace and I'm proud of my work ethic. Um, I think I'm loving. Yeah. I'm loving. I'm proud of the love I give and um, trying to be better about the love I receive. I'm not a good receiver in many ways. You know, I'm like a little under the weather right now. And my friend who lives here, uh, I grew up with her in Chicago. She was like, Can I bring you some soup? And I was like, No, no okay post made it and she was like let me bring you some soup that's what people do let me yeah soup and I was like, okay okay i was so uncomfortable oh so wow. i'm trying to that's, be better at receiving
0: oh that's such an insightful one
1: yeah. how,
0: so how are you actionably so getting better at this so are you just stopping yourself before saying no and allowing yourself to say, do you have any tools that you're, that you're using to work on this? Cause I think this is really a lot of people good, deal with
1: this. Yeah. I'm trying to listen to the second thought. Cause the first thought is no, no, no. And then even if I say no to vocalize the second thought, which is, you know, actually I'm going to take you up on that. Um, or even being a, a, a better askers asking for things is okay too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think using my voice, uh, I use my voice in my career, right? So it's interesting that uh, I have trouble using my voice elsewhere, but I'm trying yeah. to be a better uh, assertive person.
0: How self aware are you? That's that's a really great, that's a really really great answer. Um, wow, beautiful. So let's do one more, if that's okay. Okay, cool. Because yeah, I, I really want to buy this deck, but these are just This is doing my job so for sweet. me today, and. <laughs> <laughs> Do you fall in love easily? Was um, it do you I don't fall in love easily. Sorry, it
1: cut out again. Yeah. Do you fall in love easily? What is your love language? I don't fall in love easily. When I do, I fall so hard. And my love language has changed, actually. I think it used to be um, physical touch more so than it is now. I still care about that. But now, um, quality time and I think um, acts of service. Have become more, so we're that it can change, isn't
0: that? Yeah, yeah, it can definitely change for sure. Yeah. So what is able to give
1: yourself? Sometimes. Yeah,
0: no, I, I couldn't agree more, and I, I really like that. What What is your biggest goal at the moment? Because from an outsider's perspective, you have a lot of, like I said, you have a lot going on. You have a lot of accomplishments. What is a goal that you have at the moment that maybe isn't related to personal
1: development? Does that make sense? Like if it's related to um professional?
0: Yeah, like work or or maybe not no, maybe that's the wrong thing. Maybe yeah. it it could be personal development but um something that that isn't what we've already spoken about, you know, uh, accepting love or so on and so forth.
1: I'm really um this is so vulnerable, but I'm actually um really trying to make more money this year. Um, I've spent a lot of money. Uh, I put like basically my savings into creating the card deck and the podcast and, um, s- generating revenue, but honestly, like I've put so much into it, it's, it hasn't evened out yet. And I'm really looking to amplify my financial situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a beautiful goal to have. And, yeah. um, I thank you for being honest with that. I think yeah. a lot of people don't realize that there is this like grace period after launching something where like that money hasn't like come back in yet. Like there is a period that you're like, oh, wait, this is not what I'm used to, but you're in trust that what you're, what you're building is, you know, it, it's on its way. So that's, that's a great, you know, a, a great goal to have. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think so too. I mean, I think um I've done a lot of work on like limiting beliefs around money. And um there's this great I love a return to love by Marianne Williamson and she has a book sort of about money as well. And I don't feel like I necessarily have to release anything. I think I've kind of done that. Um, but um yeah, I I have to work on it somehow. I have to cut this month really is about coming up with a plan.
0: Yeah, yeah, coming up with a plan. That's like one of the biggest things that I've noticed that has helped me. Like whenever I feel like I want to get from A to B. Yeah. my I have like a two-step process. And the first step is clarity. And the second step is becoming. And I was just teaching this process at the retreat that I hosted um, two months ago uh, with, these, with 20 amazing women. We did this retreat and it was all about transformation. And, and one of the big things was clarity and becoming. Because so many people don't take the time to get that clarity, you know, like yeah. coming up with a plan and then becoming the person that, that, you know, has what you want. Like we were talking about in the other episode, but yeah, the clarity thing, like even just like taking out a journal and like writing, are you a big writer?
1: I do love writing and I'm actually not a journaler. Uh, I kind of like do it when I feel like it. Um, it, I know some people like sit down every morning and, and write and I think that's wonderful, but sometimes I'm just not in the mood.
0: Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. So, but for
1: me, writing is like a
0: really good tool for clarity. It's just
1: like really do you out, what you know? do you free write or do you use prompts?
0: Um, well, I do both. So there is like a time and place. So it depends on my mood. I'm very intuitive with it. So sometimes if I just like feel like this nagging thing on my chest, and I'm just like, I need to get something out. I don't know, I'm feeling a certain way. I'll just free write. But then sometimes when I'm like, "Mm," you know, I want to dive into a specific topic, but I don't know really I'm feeling unclear about what I should ask myself. Then we actually have writing meditations on the app that I, I use myself too. Um, so they're like, you know, categorized and I'll just use that, um, which is really helpful. But yeah, gosh, it really helps. And and I feel like when you just have like a laser vision, yeah, and you know what it takes to get there. It, it it it's a game changer. You know, another big tip with clarity is and we were talking about this on the other episode but when i like get off of social media, my mind is so much more clear. Yeah. Like just turning off the phone for a couple hours and just like ah, figuring it out. It's it's really helpful, for sure.
1: Well, i think sometimes we're consuming and so if you're consuming, how can you really be creating? Um and so, I do think that turning off the phone really helps. For me, I'm, a, I'm a verbal processor too, in a lot of ways. So, I think part of the reason I love questions is actually are my love language. <laughs> um, but I love when people ask me questions because it's like it means they want to be there with you, that they're present with you. They'd rather be there than anywhere else. And when people ask me certain questions, I start to see myself differently, I start to see things differently. And so, um, I think asking questions can really uh, create clarity. Also,
0: totally yes. So, yeah. what is the craziest, or like not craziest, but like the most eye-opening answer that you've received from one of the questions that you've asked, whether that's a celebrity or someone in your life? Um, something that you can share with the audience that you weren't really expecting.
1: Yeah. You know, I was on a plane one time. It was a very small plane. Uh, I was going to a wedding in Napa, so the plane was probably like 14 people, and uh, I thought everybody was on the plane. And all of a sudden, Conan O'Brien walks through, and he's very hard to miss because he has red hair and he's very tall. And he sat down the row across from me. And I was dating someone at the time, and I kept saying like Oh my God, what do we, we have to ask him something? We have to ask. We have to talk to him. What do we ask? And at the end, we looked over and we were like, Conan, if you could do it all over again, what would you do differently? And he looked at us and he goes, huh, I wouldn't do it. (laughs) And we were like, what do you mean? And he was like, it's so hard nowadays with social media and everything's changed. And I realized in that moment that everybody who has done something really um, impactful in any industry, in any way, everything is hard. Absolutely everything is hard. So You have to choose. And just go after it with all of you—your mind, body, soul, spirit, love—all of it. Um, Because I think everybody that looks back thinks like, "Oh my god, I couldn't do that all over again. It was exhausting. That was so hard, you know." And oftentimes, we don't even know the hard in people's stories, um, which is part of why I love interviewing people because I want to get to to those hard moments. Yeah, I, I thought that was insightful because I it was like I asked somebody one time on a red carpet, what's the um, best case that anybody's ever given you? And they said, don't do it. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? And I think it was William H. Macy. And he said he was on Shameless. And he said, um, I did it anyways. And I was like, oh, that is great advice. Because if you're willing to put all the no's and tell yourself yes, that means really you do, it's your path. That's just, that's the glory. And so, um, yeah, it's inspired by uh, people who have overcome.
0: Wow. That is a great answer. That's so interesting. You know, what, what do you think, I guess you've spent a lot of time around celebrities. I, I don't like, i I really, I want, I don't know much about their lives. Like I'd love to know from you what, what do you think yeah. it's really like being that famous? Because I would obviously, you know, my old self, you would have asked me if you wanted to become famous one day, I'd be like, yeah, for sure. Because everyone would want that when they're younger. But I don't know if I like really would want that anymore. Kind of, I like being a bit more behind the scenes because I have an assumption that not a lot of them are, you know, incredibly fulfilled or it's really hard to be in the, in the spotlight. What are your thoughts on what it's like? being incredibly famous and coming from someone that has met a lot of famous people
1: it's a good question I, I think I have to preface my answer by saying I'm not entirely sure because I'm yeah. not um I haven't lived it but um I would say that I think the people that are really like walking in their artistry have a better time than and people who are just famous for famous sake um you know like to be honest the more uh successful someone is usually the nicer they are in an interview like tom hanks and brad pitt and um helen Mirren and sandra bullock they're all incredibly kind when i've interviewed them as opposed to like some random reality stars or people on certain real housewives they're not very gracious and very kind and it's um that's always to me of like how you act to yourself, right? It's a, it's a reflection. And so I think, uh, people that are, where fame is just sort of the, um, the symptom of what they do. It goes a lot better as opposed to, uh, when fame is the objective.
0: Yes. I, yeah, totally. Wow. Have you ever been starstruck
1: by any of them that you personally love? Um, honestly, when I was younger, I was more starstruck by like people I would watch on TV. Like I grew up, did you watch One Tree Hill? Yeah. Like I remember, I don't even know his real, it's his real name, James Lafferty. He was like Nathan on One Tree Hill. Like my friend was like, can you pick me up? And I went to go pick him up and like I knocked on the door and like James Lafferty answered and I was so starstruck because I had like watched him nine years in my house growing up. So like, it's like that. I think, um, being in JLo's presence, I had watched her growing up. I was like, whoa. But, um, for the most part, I think the older you get and the more life experience you have, like you realize, you know, everybody's just people. Everybody puts shoes on and has bad days and has good days and, and all the other things, you know, privilege is real. But other than that, it's like, everybody's just kind of a person. So. I try and like obviously like I try and go into moments and interviews and, and add value to people's lives. Um, and then, you know, usually they give me a gift too and, and we both part. And it's, I think I try and make the questions I ask um, something that people leave and feel like, Oh, I hadn't considered that or that really made me feel seen as opposed to just like, you know, ugh, that was another interview I had to do that day,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. How are you so confident when speaking to people like this? because you know, I, I would assume that most that it's hard to do this job because you're you know, you could get in your head if you're about to to speak to someone that is incredibly famous and you're nervous, then maybe they're not treating you. You know, in a way, like how are you so confident and self-assured when communicating? Because I think that's something a lot of people might struggle with. Um yeah. give us your confidence tips.
1: I think the number one thing is practice. Um, you know, to to just do it over and over mm-hmm. and over again, um, to be confident and asking questions when I was younger. I I wasn't, I just sort of faked it. And then one day I woke up and I I could ask anybody anything. Um, What, like, I'm trying to think about, like, what's a practical tip? Like when you're Uh,
0: nervous, like if you feel the nerves and you feel like you're in your head, what do you do right before going out and talking?
1: This is going to sound really strange, but I feel like if I ask someone a really great question, it's like giving them a gift. Because that's how I feel when someone asks me a really great question. and so. I don't think of it as like I'm bothering them. I think of it as like they're lucky to be in conversation with me because I'm coming from a place of not judgment, of love, of curiosity, of trying to learn. Um, I think a lot of people listen to respond instead of listen to understand. I'm really listening to understand. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't feel like I'm badgering them. I think Changing the power dynamics in your mind um, are really important. You know, somebody that I really admire when I was uh first coming up, his name's Steve Carlston. He was and I met him one day so serendipitously, and I thought, oh my God, he's gonna change my. Life. And I went into his office and I, I sent him the pitch about how I should be their first entertainment reporter. And I left his office thinking, like, he's gonna change my career. And he didn't. He changed my life personally because he became my friend and my mentor. And he was the most uh I've never seen someone the a life of and I came to LA thinking about what I could get because I had nothing. And he taught me that it was about what I could give. And I know it sounds cliche. And it's sort of like a manifestation. Like anybody who hasn't experienced it is sort of like, okay, that's a lot of like words. it sounds nice. But how do you really get there? And I really think that it's practice. It's practice giving. Practice giving when it's um, it does it feels exhausting or it's not convenient, and it when you come from a place of service. Um, and I know that that was sort of to your question, but I think that um. I saw the value in myself more when I started living a life of service. And then I walked in light and bright and full of confidence because I saw myself as a person of value. Um, because it's really never about the other person, it's always about you. You know, so I think the more you the more you get. Yeah,
0: that's such good advice. That is such good advice. I I absolutely love that. And changing. The perspective from oh, they're lucky to have a conversation with me that changes the vibe <laughs> that changes the vibe that's that's great
1: that's yeah really it's like it's thing. an exchange, right yeah, yeah, I think so um and I love it I genuinely love it. I just want to like be the best I can be at it, yeah,
0: yeah, well, you are so good at it, and I think the podcast space is so good for like you are the optimal podcaster because
1: <laughs> no, thank you. you really are That's so kind no i love it i podcast i don't know about you but I, I found it to be so collaborative and fun because in the interview world it's a little bit more competitive and this wow. space like everybody wants to help each other and i've met so many nice friends it's been such a great experience
0: yeah yeah no i feel the same way i yeah. i hate that competition feeling I, you know i like just being in my own little bubble <laughs>
1: Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I, it sounds so so cliche, but there's room for everyone. And so uh, when you really feel that and believe that, I think that also changes things for you.
0: Totally. Couldn't agree more. So where, how can people use your, your question deck? Pretty smart. How, like, give us like five scenarios or a couple of scenarios where people can use your, your questions. Like I'm already thinking like, you know, bring them on a date, you know, whip them out of your bag and ask your date some of these questions, family dinners, fam- like, you know, around the table with your, you know, friends, whatever, like, give us some scenarios where people can use the cards. Oh, I think
1: They're so Sorry. fun on a date. <laughs> no, not at all. I love all this. This is what they're for. Um, they're so fun on a date. Maybe a first date is like a lot to be like, wait, I have some questions. But if you get to like the second or third date with someone and you like want to get to know them, I actually had somebody message me and say, um, I was dating someone for five years, called off the engagement, started a long distance relationship and we we pull a card every night. And within three months, I know that person way better than I even knew my fiance. And I really do believe that the power of questions like if you're here's this too if you ask somebody like how are you okay I'm good I'm like it just kind of feels open-ended but if you say how is your day scale of one to ten someone gives you a number and then you're like why was it a seven what was the highlight what was the low light like there's just flipping how you ask a question question can totally change the conversation yeah um, here's another good tip I've learned. Um, when you meet somebody for the first time and they tell you their name and you say, oh, Mimi, it's so nice to meet you. What's the story behind your name? First yeah. of all, like people don't really get asked that. And second of all, you'll always remember their name then because there's a story associated with it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I think just. Uh, I, so dates are great. I'll get back on, t- on track dates. Uh, dinner parties are really fun. Yeah. Girls nights. Like if you have like, if you're doing like a birthday with somebody, it's so nice to pull a card and have everybody answer. Um, I think honestly in families, sometimes we've, f- we know people so well, we forget to ask the big people in our life, the little questions. And so I think, family is really great. I actually, when I was testing some of the questions to use some and then get rid of some, I um, spoke with my dad and we did it and we have a nice relationship, but like I learned so many things I didn't know about him from these cards. So um, anybody that you want to get to know better.
0: Wow. That's so beautiful. And I was even thinking like you can use them when you're journaling as
1: well and ask yourself. Yes, I do. I've had people, I need to get better at that probably, but I've had people message me and say they use them for journaling too.
0: That's so clever. Well, I can't wait to get it. Yeah. And um, I'm definitely going to be using it in my toolbook when interviewing
1: people um, or yeah, at so Christmas <laughs> when I'm with
0: family. Yeah,
1: you should use them with your partner. I'd be curious because I oh, can yeah. tell that you guys are so, like you're a, a very verbal connected person. So I'm wondering if you would like learn anything that you don't oh, know yeah. about him.
0: I I would totally do that 100%. have yeah, you'll have I've to report like, back. Yeah, I've dragged him into things with me, and he's just like, okay, let's just do it, <laughs> you know, whatever yeah. it is. He would he would totally do know. it. And please um, report back. Of course I will. And everyone, if you want to go purchase the cards, go support Danielle and uh, go to her Instagram. Is it just at Danielle Robay?
1: Yeah, R O B A Y.
0: All right. And go check her out, follow her and uh, go purchase some cards. Let us know how you enjoy them. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Danielle, for coming on. Thank you. I'm so excited about what you've built. And so I appreciate you having me on. Yes, no, totally. And and everyone listening, if you want to go listen to me on Danielle's podcast, um, her podcast is called Pretty Smart.